Now she is, Captain. Isn't she a beauty? Yes, she is, Mr. Scott. Is she ready to go? Aisa. She's ready to go to the stars. This is the Tri-Tech Games Podcast. It's mission to seek out new ideas, find new games, and to boldly bring the awesome to your game. Mr. Scott, Warp 9. I Captain. And now, our host. This is Bruce. This is John. This is Trav. This is Pixie. This is Goth Bunny. Welcome to the TriTac Games Podcast. Your podcast of thinking you've got great things to do if you could just get out of this cupboard. You are fringe-born, Harry. <laughs> Welcome to the TriTac Games Podcast. This week we are talking about being a fringe-worthy explorer and finding yourself in the Harry Potter universe. Uh, we have Goth Bunny and uh, Professor Josie, who are going to school us in all things Harry Potterish. And uh, some of us have read the books, some of us have watched the movies, some of us have even been to the wiki. But uh, we're going to all be listening to the law as it is, uh, because Josie's been working on it. And we know when Josie gets something between her teeth, she's not going to let it go until... So we're all going to be potheads at the end of this. Potterheads. Potterheads. <laughs> Fringeworthy, a unique trait shared by so few, a gift or a curse, to those that can transit a portal accessing the extra-dimensional network, a pathway to a million million portals to a million million other worlds, worlds filled with terrible wonder or shocking beauty, populated by denizens other than human and motivated by their own values creation of a race so advanced the physical laws of the universe became not barriers to their own creative drives. Will you shoulder this burden and step onto the paths for your world? Adventure in the million million worlds of Fringeworthy. Fringeworthy is a role-playing game by TriTech Games. Available at TriTechGames.com Come explore the worlds of TriTech Games. Explore the worlds of Fringeworthy. Now, we, we've had discussions on this, her and I, about going through one of the other portals as opposed to going through the Ilvermorny portal. We will pick default. Let's do Edinburgh, Scotland. Edinburgh. Aye. Ah, <laughs> oh, <Lottie>. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> because it, every Potterhead in existence knows that general location. Yeah, so the, the IDET comes through. They let the wind up through. They determine, okay, Earth standard, everything's cool. We come through, fine. They're there in the Scottish Highlands outside Edinburgh, Scotland. I believe Edinburgh is on the north Edinburgh shore of is the, the capital. Yeah, it's, it's the capital, but I mean, there's a bay, uh-huh. kind of a triangular bay, kind of like Chesapeake Bay. Edinburgh is on the north shore. This bay heads toward the west, out toward the Atlantic Ocean. Let's say that portal, Hogwarts, 
would be North Benborough, South Benborough. It's not clear. It, it says Scottish Highlands. Okay. Let's say it's on the south side of that bay. So we're no, coming. Just... We come through the portal. You're looking out over that bay, and you see 1950s Edinburgh on the other side of that bay. Now, one of the things I would say, if you have a a fringe-worthy arcane spellcaster on your team, something that they would do every node that they hit, they would cast Detect Magic. It's a zero-level spell. But you could tell if magic worked on that node. If it doesn't work, the spell will not work at all. If it does work, it'll work and just say, there's no magic here. Oh, but you Trav? Would, but uh, it would, would actually work on works. the. Sorry, Trav. It would it work, work on, the on the platform. Yeah. So I think the first thing to do is you walk onto the alt platform. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. Charlie, cast your, cast your detect magic. Oh, yeah. It works. Hey, there's magic yeah. on the prime. So they line. Would, <laughs> well, yeah. So they would know once they go to the prime. Okay, we know because if I'm on a if I'm on an IDET, I'm gonna I'm gonna want to know, and this is at least like we said, middle middle to late middle and possibly late campaign. We will have dealt with enough worlds with magic where we would want somebody with at least a basic understanding of it on a team. Oh yeah. yeah. And if not a full-blown spellcaster, then an occultist, somebody who can read scrolls. And maybe have used magic device. So if even if they're not an honest to God finger wiggler, they could pick up a scroll or a ring or a staff and they could still use it. I'm I would remember one of those on almost every team, especially as you're exploring more and more. Because magic remember, what? Sorry, I didn't mean I didn't mean No, go ahead. I just trying to remember if magic has the same problem as electronics, as you gotta wait ten minutes. No, no. So, so it's instantaneous. Okay, so it gets nerfed, but it does. But yeah, as soon as the guy walks out, he doesn't even have to detect Cassie Tech magic. It comes on inside his head. Oh, I can do magic. Well, yeah, because you you as <laughs> soon as you hit an alt for the first time, your your finger wheeler detects magic. No, he doesn't have to do detect magic. He knows he can do magic because because basically there's a little that little part of him has been turned off. Now he steps to the p platform, it turns back on. You know, you're, you're making this assumption he has some kind of magic sense, John, and I, I don't, I think you'd have to establish that. Well, no, but he, but, but he has I, various. I think you know where he's going with this. Yeah. It's like, it's like you're you're going from. He's assuming this. You're he's going from magic dead node to. A magic because if you leave a magic node and you're on that fringe path, that fifty mile fringe path, you will feel that you're in an anti magic zone. It's just if you're if you've been yeah. a finger wiggler long enough, inborn or learned, you're gonna know. I get where John's going. Where they're gonna going they're gonna it. want to detect magic to make certain, but they'll have the feel. They'll, they'll be like, feel that, mm. I don't have that that cheesecloth over my eyes anymore. I don't feel like I have earmuffs on anymore. I'm or, back connected with magic. Or the inverse of the old, uh, I have, uh, that sounds in the background all the time and it gets turned off and so you notice it's been turned off. This is, it's the inverse of that. It's silent and all of a sudden, oh, that noise is back. Yeah, so <laughs> that, that buzz at the base of your skull. Whatever yeah. it would be for you to realize, okay, magic works again. Obviously, you're going to want to try a cantrip-like detect magic 
or and I'm gonna do the Bugs Bunny oh. Bugs Bunny version. Press the dojita, press the dojita, pull the rabbit out of my hat. The yes. Anyway. <laughs> make a big deal about this, but if you recall, Harry Potter didn't even know he could cast magic. Well, right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And he's, he he had that, you know, he was born with, with great potential. So, you know, yeah, but yeah, but not knowing, you know, you can still have the buzz at the back of your head and not know what it means. Uh, Okay. You're, 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 you're twisting what I'm saying, John. I mean, essentially what I'm saying is, is that, you know, when he used magic, he didn't even realize he was doing it, you know, and it never, it never was like, here's something that's totally odd that, that, that happens when I was doing this thing. And I somehow knew that there was like, uh, you know, something was different. It just, things happened around me and I didn't know why. So, you know, if you want to say what you want to say, that's fine. But if someone wants like me who wants to say, hey, you know, if, if it takes like a gesture and components and some ma- and some special words to make the magic happen, I don't think you know the magic is going to happen until you do that. Yeah. I mean, the other thing would be a uh, some sort of amulet that basically when magic's available, it it glows. That's all it does. It glows in, in the presence of magic. That's fine. That would be that would be a simple magic item to make. I mean, that's yeah. I guess yeah, Charlie. Yeah, that Charlie, would be the amulet's gro- glowing. Charlie, the amulet's glowing. Charlie, what? The amulet's glowing. Charlie, oh, magic on the prime. So we. So okay, the the idet the idet determines this, and they go through the portal, and they're in 1950s Edinburgh, Scotland. Yep. Now. I would think that if the portal would be like within, it wouldn't be within the school no. obscurement fields, but they would have put obscurement fields around the they portal. Put, they would have put more. Basically, not to scare the straights. Right. They would have put lesser wards around that area. Right. So, unless you're fringe where the, a normal muggle is not going to pick up on. They're not even going to unintentionally too, pick up on anything. It, it's too... It basically will keep away all but the most persistent. Right. And in that case, once they bypass the initial obscurement field, this... Uh, D20 terms, I would term this as a, as a will save. Yeah. Because it's a mental effect. So it'd be like an illusion, kind of like a very potent illusion. You do right. your will save and... Okay, there's. As I'm so, disbelieving the illusion. Right. As they get closer, they start setting off the alarms and the monitoring devices. They're connected to the various runes. So that means as that soon area. as this IDET comes out, the people at Hogwarts already know. Two places are immediately alerted to this particular portal. Hogwarts. Hogwarts and the Ministry of Magic. Well, I think Ilvermorny would also be because it's like they are the forefront. Uh, so three. I would think every morning we get it too. Yeah. Okay. The various the various schools, primarily Ilvermorny and Hogwarts, and the, the Ministry of Magic because that's the local government. Yeah. That would be the British magical government. Yes. Modeled yeah. after the House of Parliament. Yeah. And. Ooh, so in a way, it kind of would be like the farm on Bureau 13's Earth, MI13. Gotcha. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Magical governments seem to be modeled after their muggle counterparts. Admittedly, we have only seen two examples of this. 
However, the similarities... You're willing to go on a... Ta- you're willing to go on a matter of faith here, based right. on that pattern, yeah. Though it might be more based are, on the laundry than the farm, though. Both of them are too similar to their counterparts to dismiss it easily. Right, okay. So, IDEC comes through. Would or at least... Or at least the wind-up comes through. I mean, they're, they're always cautious about well, this Well, the wind-up will come through. They they retract it. They do their, okay, it's... Earth. I think that's that's Edinburgh. I recognize those places. Yeah. I know where there's a pub. So the eye <laughs> debt comes through. Yeah. Now, after the wind-up came through, Hogwarts and all the others, they're already alerted. They're already alerted to something came through the portal. Thing is... Wizards being ignorant of technology as they are, it's like, what's that? Some sort of weird statue thing. Well, no, they'd see it rolling around, they figured right. some sort of contraption. Some sort of contraption. But remember, so the wind-up, it's all mechanical-based tests. There's nothing electrical on this. Right. Litmus paper, old-school yeah. camera to take pictures <laughs> of the area. Well, t- right. ten year, you know, if it's 10 years... 15 years in the future, it'd probably be a bit more sophisticated than that, but still non-mechanic, but still non-electronic. Well, yeah, uh, but I mean, still, it's going to be basic pH of the air, you know, maybe right. chemical detectors to figure out, okay, is there anything that we need mechanical, to know? Mechanical panoramic, panoramic camera, just spinning yeah. around, doing a panorama. Yeah, so you're going to have that, and they're all going to develop, and then the idea will come through when they determine the safe. They'll realize, okay, could be the Scottish Highlands. They'll see the big city. If you know, they'll know it's Edinburgh. And they'll tell by the the type of buildings, mid-20th century. Okay, so the IDET is standing there on the shores of that bay, which I don't have the name of right now. My atlas is across the room. Hogwarts knows that these humans have come through from this other dimension. They don't know what's past the prime portal they, they don't at know. six o'clock there on the prime platform. They don't, they just through okay. analyzing it and divination. Or that whatnot. portal platform, somebody has come through there now on our world. Would they send an emissary of some type? If not that to depends. confront them. That actually depends on who responds first. Okay, so it, it does depend on who responds first. If you have one of the schools responding first, you're more likely to get someone willing to talk. <laughs> I would say the school would because it's probably, directly it, near them. They probably would. They they probably would respond first because that's their area of expertise. Right. So you would get someone from Hogwarts in this case, them being the closest. Yes. Um, now, would they come up secretly? With hey, how you doing? Yeah, yeah. I see you're new to the area. You know, letting them know we oh, know no. you came through the portal. Don't try to lie. Yeah. Oh, it'll and be, it's the Firth of Fourth. It'll is that that bay? Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're standing on the shores of the Firth of Fourth. All right. All right. But yeah, it would be. Thank you, John. As if they were just casually walking down the alley. Okay. Or figuring that it's out on, like, the shore there, so it would be, you know... But it, it, it would be as if they're out for a walk. They're not 
Out on the right. moors, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And let's see, mid 20th century, uh, just after, just after Grindelwald. What? What? Listen. Yeah. Seeing as how this person is likely from Hogwarts, you're likely actually going to see Albus Dumbledore. <laughs> All right. Actually, looking at uh, Google Maps, they could actually could appear on the opposite coast. There's like near Bernston Land, or if you're saying they're appearing in Edinburgh, then they're basically yeah, it's Swampland down there, on the shoreline. Looks yeah. of it. Yeah, I'm in Google's map right now. There's oh, actually a little river. Slotty. Yeah. Yeah, the Mortis. <laughs> Don't give me that look, Colin. Colin's giving me that look like never do that accent again, which in that case, I'm going to do it more. No. Hi, <laughs> lass. We're going to do it more. <laughs> Hi. My mother is of the clan McFall, which is a subclan of McPherson. I'm Irish. Shut up. <laughs> we invented happy hour, bitch. <laughs> um, it looks like there's uh, farms there. If we, were, if we were looking at that there, there's some farms. Thank oh, there would definitely no... be farms there if it were 1950, yeah. Uh, no, there's farms there now. Okay, so... But still. We have... There's a, go- there's a golf course. Yeah, you could be on the golf course. <laughs> oh, what the golf course? There, or as Rob Balder said, 18 holes, baby. Yeah. Um, anyways, so this representative of Hogwarts... Yeah. And you're saying there might be a chance it might be Albus Dumbledore. Right. I'm unsure on the timing. I'll have to re-update myself on that. If he's not headmaster of Hogwarts by this time... Oh, he'd still time, be a student. He, uh, I mean. No. If he's not headmaster of Hogwarts, he's one of the teachers there. That's he true. He was the transfiguration teacher before he became headmaster. Okay. Yes, he was. And I'm going to look him up right now. Okay, please do. All right. Anyways, we have... Somebody coming up to you, and they're just acting, hey, how you doing? Yeah, you know. Yeah, he's so nice and friendly, unless you prove to be a threat to his school or the students. So you'd be having a local, probably somebody British or Scottish or Irish or Welsh. Yeah. Coming up to you. And, of course, let's see. You would be speaking, the the language of the area would be Scots Gaelic. Therefore... Well, it would depend on, on how many people. No, it, it would be more likely Scot, uh, Scot, uh, um, English or Scottish or what do you want to call it. Basically, the, the, you know, it would be heavy in the Anglo. To be honest, they never spoke. Um, they don't speak that much. They don't speak uh, a lot of Gaelic, but there's still getting, Gaelic in there. Um, you're getting the wide-eyed, I will mangle you if you don't stop mangling. <laughs> I'm so- look. Scottish. Yeah, that just that <laughs> no. even made me cringe. That's, that's what <laughs> I, okay, so English with a lot of Scottish terms. So Scott, Scottish English, fine. Yeah, I mean, if it's based on some of the... Uh, uh, I, I remember a, a, a um, BBC mystery show set in Edinburgh, and I had to turn on... I had to turn on subtitles to understand what the heck they were saying. <laughs> well, you'd be sitting there... You know, when you all of a sudden you want to say you want to use the toilet and it comes out kludgy, which is the <laughs> Scottish term for toilet. Yeah, you would kind of know, yeah, we're speaking Scottish, all right, yeah. Um, so, yeah, this young, th- this Hogwarts representative 
surreptitiously coming out and just saying, evening, how you doing? Yeah. And seeing these people with, you know, sidearms on them and these blue patches on their, you know, shoulder and. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. Middle, we even said medium campaign. It was even saying there's a good chance you're going to be walking around and looking like you've yeah. either seen battle or you're prepared for one. It looks because like I, uh, Dumbledore was headmaster since 1945. So he would be headmaster then. He would be sending out a young, you know, somebody just, yeah, go out and check that out. They set yeah, off the wards. Yeah. Some guy by the name of Riddle? No, no. Uh. No, 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 no. Um, no. So anyways, the young, the, this... Probably one of the four heads of house. Okay. The one least likely to fly off the handle. So not Slytherin. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. That much I know. Slytherins oh, no, are the actually, ones that... Yeah. Actually, during this time, the head of Slytherin house would be Professor Slughorn. Okay. Yeah. He's actually very good with people. Okay. So you get this person coming up, talking to you... And as I said, in the mid-campaign, we've already, and it's in front for the D20, you're sleeping in your armor, you're having to deal with fringe pirates and Melor. They're not paranoid, they really are out to get you. So it's like, I'm not saying that Idets would be totally trigger-happy, but you are prepared for anything because you know that there's a lot of strange stuff out there. You would be coming through and there would be visible sidearms. If they are holstered, fine, but you're still packing. Because they even said, sleep in your armor. If that bothers you, learn to pat it. So it doesn't chafe. That is in Fringeworthy D20, I think, in the third section in the middle campaign model. So, yeah, you're going to... Ten years in the future, it may even be even easier to wear... I mean, it could be all for we know is woven spider silk with aramid fiber well, or with, with carbon nanotubes. You're still going to have the sidearm on you. Yeah. You were never without a sidearm during that time because you're either you're spending half your time exploring and half your time monitoring, uh, excuse me, food convoys to make sure they get to Earth Prime because of fringe pirates and other things trying to stop them. Because we're at the point in the campaign where even if the portals, if the food in Flux is blocked 24 hours, people die. So you're always armed. You have the armor. You're going to be looking like you've either just come from a fight or you're looking looking to you know defend yourself against one. So here comes this young wizard from Hogwarts seeing these people packing and looking like they're just not passersby. That right there would ring some bells. They'd be kind of like, okay, yeah. These people are definitely yeah. not just quiet passersby. They come through this portal and they're looking like they they seen some stuff. They look like they either they they well they either look like they just came from a fight or they're looking for one. Where are you going? Looking to pick a fight. Yeah. yeah. So. And you know what. Just for fun, let's say it is Slughorn. He's good with all kinds of new people. <laughs> so this Professor Slughorn, head of the Slytherin house, going to start talking about them. Now, 
we already know that the finger wiggler on the team has already said magic works here. Right. Now, let's just say for the purposes of this thought experiment, he still has to tech magic up because he's looking around going, okay, I want to make sure. Now, if he did, he would be picking up those wards of protection uh, and... The, all, all the magical runes, the wards... Oh, no, and that stuff would be high-leveled, so there would be, like, as Eric, the enabler, and, used to sing, Oh, little town of Bethlehem. In other words, there would be very high-powered magic surrounding this general portal area. Yep. And the longer he looks, because I believe you can determine the... After three rounds, you're determining exactly what the spells are. Yeah. As he continues looking, he'll determine exactly what it is. It's illusion-based magic around it. Would there be any mind-affecting to get people to go, no, don't go near there? there, uh, Illusion, mind-affecting, yes. Oh, no, they would, the the, the finger-wiggler would, the, the, the resident fringe-worthy wizard would be going, you know, after... You know, when he gets someone's his, keeping this hidden. Yeah, this portal is magically hidden from the public. I, I imagine it'd be a variation of the not my problem field. Kinda, yes. yeah, kinda. Yes. In fact, it is a not my problem field. But that's the whole thing. Once they get to confer, it would be like, hi. Yeah, there's some massive magical protective wards on this portal, like it's not one to be seen. Which means there's any finger, any any arcane caster would know. We got some powerful magicians on this world that can hide a fringe portal. This level of power, yeah, yeah. The, if you have one or two levels of wizard, he'd be going. I wouldn't be able to do this for decades. Yeah, he also may say, and then we leave here. We may have a hard time finding it on the way back. Finding it on the way back. Right, and I mean, as and as for the series, as they're talking about that, up comes this. Well, thing is, they're not going to talk about this while this guy's here. No, uh, uh, no. they're not talking about it while he's there. It's like they they would realize this because third round—that's what eighteen seconds. Yeah. So after twenty seconds, you're realizing the level of power that's been thrown around to right. hide this portal. Mm-hmm. And then up comes, and, and then up comes this guy, completely ignoring it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Would would Slughorn use a nom de plume, or would he in, introduce himself as Horace Slughorn? And depending on who's on the team, does the penny drop? <laughs> I.e., the pop culture geek well, that has read Potter. There, there's no one around here he needs to hide from. That's Plus, true, so he uses They name. don't generally use nom de plumes anyway. Yeah. He would introduce yeah. himself as Horace Slughorn. Yeah. And if That's you have that pop culture geek on the team, <laughs> yeah, who's read all seven books and seen all eight movies and... Well, by this time, by this, yeah. by this time, it's, it's the 30-movie franchise. Uh... <laughs> Fantastic Beast this time in personal. The yeah. movie franchise and like the the dozen and books. Yeah, the the books that she that she licensed for other authors to write. books, <laughs> seven book series. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, so yeah, yeah. 
So Slowcorn may actually been a major character in a novel recently. You never know. Uh, yeah. But anyways, he's he would be interacting with this IDET, right. these people who are visibly packing weapons mm-hmm. out on the Scottish moors, walking around in a place where Nobody. Slughorn knows they shouldn't be right. because they just came through the portal because they, all the Hogwarts picked it up. Mm-hmm. They pinged. Yeah. Yeah. So he would know these guys are from another dimension. Now, um, there is no visible effect when you use detect magic. Once you cast a spell, you're just looking around. It's not like your eyes glow or anything. So Slaughterhorn would not know unless he has casted detect magic to see if these guys are magical, which he probably have no reason to, because it's a living construct made portal. So you'd have no reason to think right. that they themselves are magical. Unless the portal has also wards, okay, if any magic users come through and they got any magic, it would ping. So there would be like a permanent detect magic mm. ward. Well, they would want to know if any magic they, users well, are coming they would. in. Yeah. Magic users from another world? Yeah, they'd want that to would know. Be interesting. They would want to know because that that would be a threat to, you know, it's like, okay, here's somebody. Potential threat to the statute of secrecy. Yeah, they'll have something. And a potential threat to the school itself. Right. Because Because they're an unknown. Right. So, yeah, they'd be like, okay, we, because um, Detect Magic also detects ongoing spell effects, as in spells that you are using that have more than an instant duration, such as. Detect magic. That lasts concentration. It's a 60-foot cone that I think lasts... It's while you concentrate, and I think it's up to one minute per level, I think. Mm, I don't know. Uh, Josie's looking now. She's got... One thing I want to bring up is um, before anyone starts complaining... Even though there was the 1937's Firearms Act, you still could own pistols. It wasn't until 1968 that okay. they more or less outlaw- outlawed yes. pe- private ownership of, of weapons unless you have a really good reason why. Well, like it a is. hunting rifle or something like that. But yeah, remember yeah. Brit- Well, there's a difference between owning a pistol and open carry, John. Yeah, that's true, too. I mean, I pretty much anybody could own a pistol in their house my entire life. But uh, yeah, but the, but basically, open carry. Yeah, I think the 1937s law probably would have actually permit. You would need permits for that. And again, it depends on which part of the country. I think in certain places in Texas and Oklahoma and Wyoming, you're as long as you're not within like you know I don't know like a hundred yards of a school. You know, you can wear as as long as it's holstered, is openly holstered like a leg holster. You know, you can walk around. You know, because they have things like rattlesnakes and lots of stuff out in the brush. But that's America. Yeah. We're talking we're, we're talking Edinburgh, Scotland. Oh, well, yeah, there, I don't know. Yeah, they probably had it illegal for quite a while. Well, the, the well, no, actually, I'm looking at the at the page right now. I decided to take a look. And, yeah, I think in 1920, that's when they got rid of a lot of firearms. And in 1937, they got rid of some more. But you still could own certain things. And, and I, I think open carry... Was either more or less done away with in 1920 or 1937? So yeah, unless you have some really hard to get permits, I think probably the first thing Slughorn would probably say is, "So you got a permit for that?" 
Just yeah, saying. Kind of like, yeah, he'd be kind of looking, seeing these people are packing and just going, okay, yeah. But yeah, they got, he, that that would be the first thing that would catch any of any Hogwarts representative's attention. These guys are open carry. They got the guns, yep. either shoulder holsters, hip holsters, whatever. Yeah, and depending on who's on the team, they're either speaking in whatever the common language they have, or they're speaking in Edinburgh, Edinburgh uh, Petias, Patois. Get the, get the yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they'd probably be speaking the local tongue first, just uh, and they would come off totally as natives. But them open caring like that, it'd be like, okay, these guys, if they're locals, first of all, they know they wouldn't know they were locals. They would know right off the bat, no, they're not locals. We know this. They come from this other pocket dimension. But somehow, oh, that's right. These portals transmit language. We've determined that too. So they learn the language from the portal, which means this portal scans the area and dumps it into whoever comes in through these portals. And don't, so make, the assu- and don't make the assumption that this is an entire human team. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there could there could be a couple. You know, I wouldn't say any key gag, but there probably you know, there might definitely be. Uh, probably, maybe, well, I wouldn't say Demixi because that would just freak out a lot of people. But Tizil. maybe Tazil, and Erder. I mean, technically they're human, but they're shorter. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there would definitely be some odd. You know, I mean, he would some oddities. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and depending on who else you found since then, for all we know, on some platform, there's cat, there's cat people. Yeah. So you you have Slughorn there talking to them, and him knowing, okay, one of these guys is doing a magical detection spell. He's scoping us. The portal scoped them. Basically, we're gauging each other. We know that there is a finger. A, a, a sorcerer on the team. We would know they have a fellow wizard. Would they think he's a sorcerer? I mean, he well, if he's from Bureau 13, he's more likely a uh, more uh, more advanced and he's, he's learned his spells by yeah, rote. He's okay. alert. Problem is, he wouldn't know that learned spell. He's, they would see, okay, he, he's got a magical detection spell up. He cast it before he came to the portal. Fine. He's a fellow wizard. Yeah. As far as they're concerned. They would not, they would see him as, and, and I'll use the D&D term here, sorcerer like everyone else on the planet. Yeah. Until so, he found out he's not. I mean, he uh, doesn't have. If he, casts another, if he gains enough trust with the team and they say, okay, yeah. Now, would uh, Slughorn just say, okay, we know you went through the portal. We know that, we know that, that. Start talking, you know, <laughs> or would he still be kind of nice and just, hey, what you doing out here, you know, out on the moors? And he'll know. be kind of nice to see if he can get them to open up because it's his whole networking thing. Yeah, he's the first one meeting these new people. He's all over this. He's all happy and and nice and stuff. Yeah, unless there is someone on the team who pegs on Slughorn, Horace Slughorn, uh, more like they're going Slughorn. That's a strange name. He's probably not Scottish. He, sa- he sounds like a Brit. Yeah. And the fact that his accent wouldn't give him a, wouldn't be a dead giveaway. Right. 
yeah. Well, yeah, because we we figured out that since Slughorn, you know, would have figured, okay, they have this spell going magical detection. It's that one there. Fine. He probably cast it beforehand, so we knew what was going on, which means they know magic works on this world. They know our which magic, and we know can, that they it, do it. Which means he can see the wards around. Yes. Right. But. So Slughorn most likely would try to get in good with these people. Try to well, be. Mostly the wizard. Well, yeah. He, yeah. He, no. Slughorn would actually be, and this is part of the Wizarding World's prejudice coming into play. Most of Slughorn's attention will be directed at the wizard and the team. Yeah. One thought that crossed my mind, because this is something we kind of ignore in these encounter situations, but if I was running that team, I say, okay, what time of day do you think it is out there? Or it looks like it's based on the shells on the building over there. And it's considering where it, this is Edinburgh. Uh, it's morning. Okay, we're going to wait until about about 8 o'clock at night, their time, before we go through. We go through the cover of darkness. And they would still meet, hey, what are you doing out here on the moors at 8 o'clock at night? Yeah. Because, yeah. yeah. They would have anybody coming out, don't matter day or night, you would get somebody, wake up, the portal wards have been set off, somebody just came mm-hmm. through. But by, by, by that means, though, it means Barnes. maybe more than Slughorn's there. I mean, if it's if he's going, if they're going, if it, if it's the the, the wind up goes through at three o'clock at, at eight o'clock in the morning, and they're not going to go out until eight o'clock at night, or maybe even at midnight because it's even better because fewer people are around to see them come through the portal. By that time, you got a bunch of folks there, not just the not just Slughorn. Oh no, yeah, they would have. You would have all five in there. Then you would have the four heads of house and the headmaster going. Okay, what's going on here? Why? Something sent that through. Why hasn't it come through yet? Yeah, and when they come out all dressed in gray, because that's the color you wear if you want to sneak at night, not black. Well, gray is better. <laughs> so you have these five people coming out and meeting the IDET coming through. Right. And they would be focusing all on the guy who has the magical detection spell going right now. Yes. Most of their attention would be focused on the wizard and the team, whether he's actually the leader of the team or not. Right. Yeah. They will see him as that because he's a fellow magical being. Yes. Mm. How, how would they approach him? Would they basically go into the cover at night? Would they use some sort of spell that gives them ability to see in, in the dark? Or would they yeah, basically would they go, be, yeah, flare? Public, or would they be private <laughs> and stealthy? That's the thing. That'd be something the else. wizards are primarily secretive. They would be stealthy themselves. Okay, so there would be cloaks of invisibility and whatnot going on. There would... Which, if they get within 60 feet, they would ping to detect magic. Oh, they're wearing cloaks of invisibility. How you can tell? I see these shrouds of magical energy. Well, no. Invisibility, invisibility is always one of those special ones. It may be harder to de- detect. Uh, no, if you have a cloak of invisibility, again, we're going with the D20 model of magic. It's which a is magic what, item. Therefore, that. you know, there's a magic item. On cloak of invisibility doesn't mean anything because it will pop up. Oh, it's a magical item with the illusion school with the sub school of glamour. Oh, that's a cloak of invisibility. That's how the magic, if I detect magic, that's how that would work. Over there someplace, he because he's got conies looking down, so it's over there someplace. Yeah, within right. 60 feet, which is the 60-foot cone, which is the range of detect magic, 
at wherever you turn your head, that cone is facing. Oh, bing, there's five. It'd be, you know, he'd be there going like the rest of the team. And at two o'clock, there are five people wearing what I'm guessing are cloaks of invisibility. My detect magic picks up would, five different images of illusion glamour. Right. I mean, if they're, if they're, if you're, if, if we are keeping the fact that psionics, you know, keeping the fact they have psionics size, I would imagine that the circle, the, the, this area of protection is out to 110 feet. So it's a really big so reason is because if you're if you're a side you and it's only sixty oh, feet out, yeah. so you want it big enough so that you're not you you know you know, a side's not going to stumble into it either, you know. So it has to be big enough so that but they can't see it. They would, though, yeah. because even if they don't know or, in some cases, refuse to acknowledge the possibility that muggles could actually be psychic. They would do that to prevent dark wizards from finding it. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So it would be to that far out. As soon as they figure, okay, this is the range. We need to put these concealment wards this far out. So would that be like stones or something like that? That mark the boundaries of the of the spell or something? You know, special? <laughs> that brings me to my next subject here. Okay. See, ah. From what I understand about wards and how they're portrayed is that there's always an anchor point, if not several. They would have the stones out then and it'd be like... It'd be, it'd be like at... It'd be like a... It's like the more anchor points there are, I think the sta more stable the war oh, matrix yeah. is. Oh, yeah. So, let's see, given the prevalence of certain magical numbers, circle of seven. Okay. All right. And that's what anchors the ward to that boundary. Okay. So, yeah, so we have, so if the wizards all, if the, if the sorcerers were to come in using magical forms of invisibility and non-detection and the ident spellcaster picks them up anyways at that point it's gonna be like we know you're there we see you come on out <laughs> yeah and i wonder what happens if they wait 10 minutes and then they turn on the fuel cells to power up their their goggles because they're going to be doing this. They're doing a night raid. They're wearing they're wearing stuff that basically. I mean, forget SEAL Team Six. These guys are wearing what looks more like you know um, goggles, not 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 the night vision goggles, but more high tech goggles that that turn on and also do flare. Is 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 the cloak all all spectrum or is it just visible spectrum? <laughs> I think um, the cloak of invisibility. Um. Would it just be normal vision, or would it work against infrared, ultraviolet? Uh, normal spectrum. Just normal spectrum. So, yeah, as soon as you get any type of IR goggle, boom, heat signature yeah. pick right up. Yeah, so basically 10 minutes afterwards, that's when they fire up the fuel cells and power up their goggles, and hey, there's some guys standing over there. Yeah. <laughs> and that's if you haven't just uh, approached silently and then... Mm -hmm gotten there before those 10 minutes anyway. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm thinking that this team is, they're planning once, to, um, sorry. Sorry. But once, 
the wizards might approach the area invisibly so no one sees them because five oddly dressed people walking alone at night yeah anybody sees them if anybody's around to see them still gonna look strange yeah so they might approach it invisibly but once they're within that ward boundary they'll drop those because they're hidden It hides what's within that. Boundary. Okay, so once they once they get within the boundary of the wards, they can drop the invisibility spells because the ward. So itself, they'll still want to come visible to the the eye dead. Okay. Right. They they come from another world. They understand other worlds. Yeah. Like we do. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Now, would the ward have a a side there a portion that would be like the the door? So that, you know, so we don't have to sit there and fight our way in. Here's the door. Boom, 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 boom. We can pass through without, you know, having to fight all the other spells you got going on, on the well, thing. The, the wizards would know automatically how to get through. It's just they. It doesn't. It doesn't inhibit them. them. It only inhibits muggles. It, in, it inhibits muggles. Part of the ward matrix is to keep muggles away from it. So would the. So they're talking to the wizard, the, the five. Most of their attention is directed to the wizard, yes. Right. They do acknowledge the other people with him, but they will treat the wizard as the leader of the team. Yeah. So when the slark runs back into the portal screaming, because he's seen him because he's using sonar. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you gotta get, you have to keep track of who's there. I mean, if it's just humans, okay, that's one thing. But if it's a if it's a humans with a slarg, the slarg is going to see them because he's using sonar. Yeah, sonar and right. scent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Remember, the only sense that a slarg doesn't have is vision. Yeah. Everything else is jacked. Right. Yeah. Or they're if they pretty have a- much they're pretty much daredevil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they have a dragonborn with them, a.k.a. a Tazeel. <laughs> mm, yeah. Okay, so, yeah, these, these five, they're talking with the wizard, Woods talk back. I think there would be a sympathetical, okay, yeah, these guys, they got magic items. They know I'm the wizard. They right. probably have sensed that I have the detect magic on. I think at that point, pretense to try to hide it from each other would be done. Right. So at, let's say they at that take them. They would go somewhere a bit more comfortable to like, sit and talk. Like a certain whiskey place? Well, actually. Get some pure malt whiskey? Hmm. Thinking. I looked it up. Ah, okay. <laughs> there is actually a wizard, a wizard distillery. It's definitely in, not. A meeting where you want to be overheard. Yeah. yeah. Uh, ah, got it. The headmaster can make port keys that bypass the wards of the school. Okay. Dumbledore has done this, Order oh. of the Phoenix. Okay. He would do that. So he would some, say, come with would, us back to... Grab hold of this. We're going to go somewhere that we can talk a little more and basically transport them all to Hogwarts. Right. Yeah. Okay. Of course, at that point, if someone says Hogwarts, you have to be living in a cave not to know what that is. Yeah, pretty much at that point, they would sit there. The the, <laughs> the humans, the Earth Prime. You don't prime, recognize the guy that's handing you this 
the anyway. the Earth primers would all look at each other and go, "Are you serious?" See, even if they ignore, yeah. even if they don't recognize him because he st- he looks younger, uh, younger, right? Second, he says Hogwarts. Yeah, you every all the Earth primers would just be like just looking at each yeah. other, like kidding yeah and one of them will say one of the three curses just because because <laughs> there's always that guy who's going to be the genre smart guy you're saying yeah the guy who basically will go hey yeah yeah and he'll say a couple words and he'll either say imperial or he'll say crucio and that point that's where when i don't know what will happen at that point nothing will happen he doesn't have a wand out yeah, that's true. True, he, he's not a magic user. He'd be just the the geek that just happens to know about pop culture, and yeah. But he's a muggle who knows the one of the one of the three unthinkable curses. <laughs> I think that would come up at the time where really, do we want to dump on these people? Yeah, to us, your fiction. Mm-hmm. We really want to dump that on them there at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that someone pulls out here during the. Uh... That would probably come out during the meeting at some point. And yeah, the guy pulls you out just his. Have that guy that that's yeah. just all. Yeah. Looking around the hall, the halls, uh, looking around, just going. Yeah, please don't oh. fanboy. It's unprofessional. Yeah. Hey, first is that the sorting hat? Can I put it on? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So let's say. Dumbledore. He pulls out his iPad. He pulls out his pat tablet and pulls up one of his one of one of the uh, uh, one of the books and say, hey, "Here, here, here. See, here you go. The Adventures of Dumbledore." Yeah. You know. So, anyways, we get the guy. We uh, the the four and Dumbledore take them back to Hogwarts to talk privately. Mm-hmm. I think they would start talking then about, okay, well, where did you know? What school did you go to? Right. How did you come about? You know. And the first thing they find out, he doesn't use a wand. Bureau 13, not necessarily. You know? I was just saying, I mean, we don't know. Usually I'm, we're going by that it's, if you're using a wand, it's like the D&D wand that it has a stored effect and you're tapping into it to release it. Yeah. So right there, they're going to have different spell casting um, components. And I came up with this rule-wise. Because Josie told me that there are later higher level classes known as wandless magic, mm-hmm. you usually have to use a wand to cast a spell in the Harry Potter universe. I said, okay, well, it's kind of like the world resistance check in the second world source book, which I use for OGL stuff. Basically, in order to cast a spell, you would make a spell crap check at the DC would be 10 plus two times the spell level. Now, you having a wand, like the one that the Hogwarts students would use, gives you a plus five equipment bonus to that roll. Hmm. Now, if you fail, you can use the list of uh, scroll mishaps in, like, the Pathfinder core rulebook. What happens That's- when you... Yeah. I was just saying, I was about to say the, the, the 18R rule, but then I realized this guy's he's probably not had any magic for a while now, so he will be using the magic of the... Of the of, so would he even been able to cast that spell when he came through? 
Well, yeah, he would have cast a spell because he knows magic works. He'd probably have the detect magic on cast just before they go through the portal. But so but he, but he but he's but he's not using the magic of his homeworld. He's using the magic of the Harry Potter universe. Okay. We had deduced that he's using his, and that would be different. Too complicated. I I thought we had established that a magic user's abilities would work as normal when they got to another magic-friendly node. Mm. I thought if, that was already established. I was always assumed that if it was within the eighteen hours. If it's not oh, within that's the, that's eight, if they go. In, that's if they leave the node. That's when the playtex effect kicks in. Yeah, but if they. That's uh, when the playtex effect. But is, we, we've also also said that you tend to take on whatever the locals. The locals uh, use. I'm not. Uh, not I, I don't remember that. I was working with what I knew. Okay. Yeah. I knew and what I. We'll I'm leave it up to you. Do. We'll leave it up to you, the GM and the players, to decide yeah. which way you want to go. We're right. we're going on, <laughs> the okay. iJet Mage. Cast spells, verbal somatic material. Mm. Those of the wizarding world, verbal and the somatic and material are replaced by moving the wand in a certain way and then saying the verbal component. That wand being, well, no, here's, a here's the thing. It's a focus. <clears throat> yeah, here's the thing. The IDET finger wiggler would realize, okay, I got a little bit of stuff I got to do here. He'd still have to make the spellcraft roll. He'd role, still have to make the... But the verbal, the, the material and somatic components his, would count as having a one, so he'd yes. still get the plus five. His particular way of casting, that's how he's used to it, so that it would we determined it would work that way. Yes. As the same way okay. as, as if he had a one. Basically, that, let's say he were to... If, let's say Dumbledore and the four family heads... The house heads, right? Were to say, okay, well, what can you do? And they would see him casting without a wand, but using, you know, mater yeah, material components and wiggling his hand a certain way. That would be like, okay, hmm. what school did you go to to learn casting that way? And be like, oh, Bureau Thirteen Academy, <laughs> or 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 some or some uh, or he comes well, from a family, learned, wherever he, he learned, learned magic. It. Yeah, yeah. And so you have that, and they would realize, wait a minute, you learned from a book. You read and study spells. He probably pulls out his his, his tablet and opens up his book and said, yeah, here it is right here. Yeah, here's the you spell. Know? And they would yeah. see it as a spell. They would see the magical notation. But remember, all arcane spellcasters on this world, it's inborn. This is Bruce Sheffer saying... There are a million, million worlds out there, so go explore them. This is John Ryer saying keep your powder dry and keep those cards and letters coming in. This is Richard Tahoka. Wait till you see what's coming next. And this is Trav. There's a reason why it's called gaming. It's for having fun. Yo, brothers. This was the Tri-Tech Games Podcast. You know the drill. It's protected under the Creative Commons license. No commercial reproduction, no derivatives, and sucker, you best attribute this to the folks at TriTech Games. And if you don't, we'll be having your sorry butts, cause we're some bad mothers.
Hi, this is Trav from the Travcast. Listen to me Tuesday nights, 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern on listen.dementiaradio.org, colon 8027.